Hey guys, welcome to Tisha Talks Topics. I'm Tisha and I'm so excited that you decided to join us today. This podcast is designed for women who are looking to align their passion with their purpose. We cover so many things on this podcast from parenting to personal development, relationships, friendships, business. Guys, I am so excited about what we're going to be talking about today. So enough about me and let's get into this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about something that um, I touch on a lot in my book entitled Second Chances. It's on Amazon, people, if you want to go pick it up. Um, But the topic is why women stay with men that don't treat them well. Don't treat them well or continue to, you know, either cheat, um, verbally abuse them or just are not not treating them well are not the relationship is not beneficial to them and they know it why do we stay right so um for those of you don't know my history I guess just like most females I've been in relationships different ones that have um not worked some some worked to a degree um, and then some didn't work. And, and so now I'm, I'm happily married. I've been married for 11 plus years. And um, my book was really based upon my, up and, my ups and downs with relationships and with men and um, really just identifying what it was that I was looking for and understanding that a lot of my um, issues, well, not a lot of them, but some of my issues within the relationships had a lot to do with me, had a lot to do with me and a lot to do with what I was in need of that no man can, can actually fulfill. Right. So I'll, I'll start with that. The first thing that I had to identify within myself when I began to ask my question, why am I continuously going back to this unhealthy relationship? Why am I going back to these different types of relationships that do not benefit me, but they're solely benefiting the other person. Why am I subjecting myself to that type of relationship? And, and when I began to ask myself that question, I had to look at myself. I had to look at what it is I was in need of that would allow me to accept anything, right? Um, now, of course, I did have my limits. We all have our limits. We all have things that we're just absolutely not going to do. But then we have those areas where we're so flexible on, you know, or we we are willing to take you back two, three, four, five times, right? And in hindsight, I'm kind of like, what? No, I have a one-time limit (laughs) now. But at that time, it was really, um, it was really that I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't, I couldn't really identify what that looked like. So when I say that, I mean, I had this fantasy idea of what a relationship was. This was my fantasy of how things were going to work out, of how things should look, of of how um, I should be treated and what my response should be. And a lot of this stuff was just based on what I saw on TV, what I saw or thought that my friends kind of portrayed. Because you know, when your friends are in a jacked up relationship, nine times out of 10, they're not telling you just how jacked up it is. They may tell you some surface stuff, but they're not telling you like when dude is just completely disrespectful to them, right? They're not telling you all of that stuff. So I just went by a lot of surface stuff, things that I saw on TV, which is complete um, scripted make-believe and things that, I heard 
um, or things that I observed. Now, I came from a home that was a single parent. So uh, my mom wasn't in a lot of relationships. I can probably after she um, my father passed away, she was in like one relationship, which I only met this guy like one time. And I think that that was it. I mean, I don't even know. If they continued or not, I don't know what happened, but I know that I only met him one time. So I was never really actively around my mother in a relationship to see the work, the work that is required to to have something healthy, right? Healthy relationships don't just happen. They're worked on, right? There is a work involved. There's a work, there's a conscious decisions that are made to treat people a certain kind of way, conscious decisions that are made to communicate a certain kind of way, conscious decisions that are made to respect each other, conscious decisions that are made to um, to support each other and to work together towards a common goal. These things are things that are intentional, right? And so what I'll say the answer to the question is for me, it was, um, is that I didn't understand what a real working, functional, healthy relationship looked like. I thought that it was okay that, um, you know, we were arguing about this female, arguing about why this person was calling you or arguing about why, you know, you have this telephone number in your phone or arguing about why my girlfriend said that she saw you here or why you didn't come home last night or why you lied to me about X, Y, and Z. I thought that that was normal to have those kind of conversations. Like this is just a part of a relationship. I had no idea that, no, everyone in healthy relationships are not finding numbers all of the time. They are not arguing about why you were um, out all night or you didn't come home or catching you in lies. Like that, that is not the depiction of a healthy relationship, of a healthy um, marriage, right? That's not the depiction of that. But I didn't know. I didn't know because um, my girlfriends was going through the same stuff. You find the numbers. Oh, I'm finding numbers too. You calling chicks back. I'm calling chicks back too. Oh, you going down the street trying to find out if he's really where he said he he, he was or where he said he was going to go. Um, you're all over the place. And so um, we're, we're just doing these things because we don't really know how a healthy relationship is supposed to look. And nine times out of 10, both people are coming in unsure about what that's supposed to look like, unsure about how to really show up for their partner, unsure about the work that it's it's not going to just be um, fuzzy feelings all the time. There's going to be work when we get beyond the the, the cozy and the, the fuzzy. When we get beyond that, there is still some work that we have to do. And so. My question was, why do we keep coming back? And I think for me at the time is I didn't really understand what love looked like. I didn't really understand what a healthy relationship looked like. I didn't know that what I was doing was not going to produce the relationship that I wanted. You know, because you would see it on TV, you see these little romances or I love the best man. Okay, I love that movie. And (laughs) what happened in that movie? He cheat. He was cheating on her all the time, all the time. But he, but he loved her. I mean, he really loved her. And then she cheated on him with his friend. But she really loved him, and it was okay because he had cheated so many times, and she still loved him. Like that is where my mind was, and and how this thing was working or or playing out. 
And so it really wasn't until I really began to fully understand what love is and what it looks like and what it takes that I was able to be like, hey, I don't want this. Like, I, I don't I don't want this. I don't want to do this. And also identifying that, you know, the person that I was with was not really capable of doing the things that I did want, you know, was not really capable of making the commitment that was needed in order for us to go forward and to be in a healthy place and to have a real love commitment. Right. And so, so I didn't know that. So I think when you ask the questions, why do, why do women go back? It's because they don't know. They don't know what love looks like. They think that they know, um, you know, they hear the words that they say, they hear the the gifts that they bring, they hear the apologies uh, that they melodically uh, say to us, but we don't know what it actually looks like and what it actually requires and takes. And so we settle, you know, people call it settling, but I don't know if you're settling. I don't know if you can define it as settling if you don't know. You know, if you don't know the difference. And so for me, I can say I wasn't really settling. I just didn't know what it looked like. I mean, I didn't, I thought that, you know, you could just keep trying, keep coming back to the to tables. People say they sorry. People, you know, say they're not going to do it no more. And, and they, of course, everybody has reasons or excuses for why they behaved a certain kind of way. And so you think, okay, let me fix that particular thing, that reason that you gave me as to why you behave that way. Let me fix that. And when I fix that, then you're going to come up and you're going to show up and we're going to be okay. And that that's not the case. You know, if you haven't really seen love um, played out for you or really understand what it takes to make it work, like it, relationships are work. Even friendships are work, Right. Like if we think about our friendships, we have friendships that are like off and on, off and on, up and down, because that takes a level of work. That takes a level of commitment. That takes a level of loyalty. Relationships are the same way, except they they go into an intimate place, which um, connects you in a far greater way. And so to answer that question, I think that we as women need to talk to other women, talk to our children, talk to our daughters about being able to really identify what love looks like. And the first way to identify that is by loving yourself and knowing who God has called you to be and experiencing his love for you. Right. And so that was the very first thing I had to do. I had to be like, okay, Lord, no, you don't want this for me. Okay. Okay. You, you say that I should be cherished. You say that, that, um, I am good the way that I am, that you love me regardless. You say that you will never forsake or leave me. You say those things to me. You tell me that love is patient. You tell me that love is kind. You tell me that love, um, is long suffering. If you guys read first, um, First Corinthians chapter 13, it talks about what love is, God's definition of love. And when we begin to look at that, we begin to dissect that, we'll even see that we are not, we may not be displaying love in that way. So I'm looking for you to give me something I'm not even functioning in fully, right? And so, you know, when it works is when we both come into agreement with that, this is what love is. This is what we're aiming to do. This is what we're aiming to work towards. And this, this is our goal. This is our goal. And we're both working on achieving that goal together. And so 
it's fairly interesting, you know, how these things play out. But I will say that having been a young woman who has experienced these types of ups and downs and going back and forth, it really was because I did not know what love was and how to identify it. I didn't know the work that was involved. I didn't know the selflessness that's going to be required. I did not know um, those things that I would need to shift even within myself to be able to show up in the way that I needed to show up. And once you begin to make those shifts for yourself, once you begin to understand what love is, you understand just how precious your heart is and how, how you cannot afford to just give it to anyone right? That'll make you more guarded. Like if I understand what love is, I understand what I have to do. I understand my requirements. I understand the shifts and the changes I have to make in my life. And so now I understand the things that I have to do. And I've been doing this internal work on myself, making sure that I love myself, making sure that I know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, making sure that all these things are embedded within me. Now, no Joe Smo is going to be able to come along and tell me that he's going to love me and I'm just going to freely give this, this precious thing that I have developed within myself to present to my mate. Like I'm going to be super picky. I'm going to be super picky. I'm going to have greater expectations of those that I connect myself with. I'm going to have greater expectations of those that I get into a relationship with because I understand that there is much more that is required. There is a new way that I need to show up in this relationship. And and I'm going to want you to show up too. I'm not going to want to just give, 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 give. And so I'm going to vet it out a little bit more. I'm going to start vetting out the people a little bit more that I spend my time with, Right? I don't want to just spend my time with anybody. I don't want to just um, waste my space. That's like the first thing that came to my head. I don't even know if I'm saying that in the right context, but I mean, I'm feeling it right now. I don't want to waste my space. I don't want to waste my space with you if you're not on that same level, if you're not looking at this thing from the same lenses that I'm looking at it from. And so that is definitely one of the things that I was lacking and missing when I was um, going back and forth, you know, in these relationships and allowing these uh, types of behaviors to take place and accepting people back and taking them back, I did not really fully have an understanding of what love was and what it looks like. And once you get that understanding and then you get someone who also has that same understanding, Oh, you are able to build so something so much deeper, something so much um, richer, something so much, so um, much more lasting than what you could have ever built uh, with with anyone else. And so this is just a couple of tidbits from me as far as to answer that question, why women go back. And I, I really just think it's because we, we don't know, we haven't developed that, that deep understanding of what love is and what it looks like. Um, and, but once we do what, once we do, once we know, then game on, we're actually not game on now. Now we're like, you got to come to the table with some stuff. Um, and so I guess that's like a whole nother podcast because, you know, people complain, oh, why are you always going back to this one? Why are you always going back to that one? But then are there really, um, you know, it's kind of difficult to find men who want to step up to the plate and want to really, 
see love from the lenses that you see them from. And so at that point, you know, we're able to find grace in the fact that he that finds a good wife finds a good thing. And so therefore, we don't go looking for him. He comes looking for us. What? Can I preach? <laughs> he comes looking for us. And I'm telling you, ladies, when you begin to identify your worth in that kind of way, when you begin to identify how precious your heart is, you're going to move in a whole new space. And a whole new set of people are going to be attracted to you because of that new space that you're living in. And you're going to know who to entertain um, in your space and who not to. And that's such a great thing. That's such a great thing. And it gives you so much power and it gives you so much confidence in who you are and in the type of relationships you're willing to entertain or even encounter, right? And so guys, I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that it's encouraged you. Share with a girlfriend, share with a friend, have a conversation, have some tea over it and talk about it. Identify maybe some of the areas that you, you know, maybe you didn't make the best the best choices in in the past, but you want to grow in that area. You want to grow in that space. And you don't want to just be offering yourself out to any Joe Smo or anybody who who's not deserving of it. How about that? How about that? Anybody that is not deserving of it, because we know that that we are valuable, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that we have worth. We are women of worth. And um, man, we want to make sure that the right king comes along. So, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and a girl will talk to you later. Bye bye. Hey guys, so I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. I hope it was encouraging or it inspired you or it empowered you to do something that you wouldn't normally do. I really hope that these podcasts are helping you. And what I would absolutely love is if you could give me a star or I think there's some hand claps or something you can do to just show me some love. Let me know that I'm on the right track and I'm supplying you with valuable information that is going to help you in your journey as you're discovering your purpose, as you're walking in your purpose, and as you're walking in your passion. So until next time, guys, share and subscribe.